going to take another 10, 15 minutes and talk about it from an old bullet's point of view. Literally, I mean, TK gave something of the world uh, population stats. Here's one that you can Google. 32% of planet Earth is under the age of 25. 2.5 billion people are under 25 years old. And uh, you and I, if you are over that age, have got to wrap our head around it. We are going to become more like them, not them more like us. That's the way the world's going. And our, our big challenge is how do we get the gospel to them? How do we get them discipled? How do we get them strong in their faith? And there's, uh, there's some adjustment that, that we need uh, to make. And so um, when lockdown hit, and I realized that we were going to go into a digital revolution and that our church was going to be required to do devotionals and, and multiple languages and children's services and adult services, and we were going to be scattered all over, uh, I organized a plan to move in to this venue that we're actually broadcasting from right now with Tristan and his wife and Andile and his wife. They, they, they are like, Tristan's 30 and Andile's like late 20s. And uh, we moved into like this little hippie community here with my family so that I could be baptized in their language, which I know nothing about. I mean, and I'm not kidding you now, but Ray Oliver, who preached uh, before Tristan, knows more about technology than I do. And so I had to, I had to be immersed. Why? Not because I want to become a techno-fundi, techno but I needed to know what they were thinking, what they were talking about, what inspired them, what motivated them, and what's possible, what they, what they can do. And so um, I think that if Jesus walked the earth now rather than 2,000 years ago, he would be gunning at those two and a half billion. I'll prove it to you. The disciples... We're not old bullets. Those pictures in the Sistine Chapel and the Renaissance with those guys with long, distinguished gray beards, that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Those artists uh, need to be examined. <laughs> because, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us how old the disciples were. But if you go back to rabbinical writings, what the rabbis wrote, Hillel was a rabbi who, who was, wrote in 30 B.C., uh, he spoke about how discipleship happened, and this is how it happened. When a young Jewish boy turned five, he was introduced to the Holy Scriptures. When he turned 10, he was introduced to the Mishnah, which is, you know, the commentaries that the rabbis were writing on the Scriptures. By the time he turned 13, he was expected to have learned the Torah, that's the first five books of the Bible, off by heart. Not the names of the books. The books, off by heart. And when he turned 15, he was now eligible to become a disciple. And so a rabbi would take him, and when he was 15, 16, 17, 18, he would walk with the rabbi, you know, engage with the rabbi, and be discipled by the rabbi. Now, when he turned 18, that's marriageable age in those times, and you go into the business, etc., etc., the business world. There is no reason to believe that Jesus went and looked for some real old gray-haired bullets. He was a rabbi in the day, and he did the discipling the same way, but obviously uh, 
and freedom and liberty and, and full of power from heaven. So some people have said, well, not so sure about that. One of them at least was married. True. Peter was married, but we don't know that anybody else was married. Others have said, well, what about the five guys who had jobs? Yeah, but four of those guys had jobs with their dads. And they, they would have started when they were about 10. So you can't argue an age case on that. Uh, what about the, the case? Some, someone has said, well, what about John? He must have been older because Jesus surely wouldn't have lived, given his mom over to a teenager to be looked after. Now listen, John died in AD 96. That's 66 years after the death of Jesus, which, which means that he, if he was not a teenager when Jesus was around, he would have been like very, very much over 100 years old when he died. And so, uh, but the biggest uh, evidence that these were young men was, remember the account where Peter was wanting to pay his temple tax? Now, there was a tax that was required of every Jewish boy when he went to the temple. You can read about that tax in Exodus 30. It's half a shekel was required for every man over the age of 20. And so the disciples were together. Uh, the question comes up about temple tax. Jesus says to Peter, go catch a fish in its mouth, couple of coins, to pay your tax and mine. Now what about the other 11 dudes? I'm guessing they weren't over 20. So I am thoroughly convinced. Now you might argue with me and say, okay, they were in their 20s. <laughs> okay. But Jesus had a heart for young people. As Tristan pointed out, God called some of the greatest heroes in our Bible when they were in their late teens and as young boys. Young boys and girls. And so I honestly believe as, as leaders in the kingdom, this is not just a, a good message by a fired up young man. This, this is today's generation. This is not tomorrow's generation. This is two and a half billion people on our planet. This last week, I've been doing some research into this two and a half billion. And you can look at research engines and you can look at it from a secular vantage point and a Christian vantage point. And you can, you can look at trends that characterize this generation. Let me give you some with some provocative questions as to how you minister to gospel to people like this. Firstly, Tristan said they're the most suspicious. But here's another one. They are the most anxious and the most depressed generation that has ever lived. And that's because they were born into a world of terror. No one 25 and younger remembers where they were at 9-11 when the Twin Towers came down. They've just been born in a world where they knew that thing happened and terrorists could be everywhere. In addition to that, the world's about to melt, so we're told. Climate change, it's a huge problem. They've lived through the 2008 recession. And so uh, they, they're the first generation with a timeline on them saying, look, there's D-Day, world's going to end. And so they feel they've got to solve the world's problems. So they are, how do you preach a gospel to people like that? I'm suggesting a revelation on the Prince of Peace might be one of the ways. In addition to being exceptionally anxious, they're also very frugal. They, 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 they're called uh, Generation Z, I Generation, or Generation Sensible. 12% of the under 25s on planet Earth today have already started making plans for their retirement. 
12%. I mean, a few decades ago, that would have been unheard of. A teenager putting away his pension fund. What do you do with someone who's, who's that concerned, that frugal? Well, something of the generosity of God, the givingness of God, the abundance of God. I'm not talking about prosperity doctrine. I'm talking about God who so loved the world that he gave. It's in his nature. Blow their, blow their socks off with that revelation. What else uh, about this generation? I, uh, won't, you won't be surprised. Tristan said they, the, the revolutionaries. Nobel Peace Prize winner. Uh, 17 years old. I mean, there's a, that's Malala Yusuf Azai. And then you've got Greta Thunberg, who's 17 right now. She is affecting, 17, eh? affecting the climate change policies in parliaments all over the world. She started movements that have started movements. 17. 17. They, they want, to, want to change this world. Not surprised because you and me, we've left it in a bit of a mess. So how do you preach to no-nonsense people like this? They want to sort the climate out. They want to sort the world out. You don't preach a mamby-pamby gospel to them. You, you, you preach it. You contend for the faith. And you put it up there, the, the lofty kingdom of God, and the, that they've got to lay down their lives. That's, that's the gospel. They want to, they want to sweet, sweet soap them. Uh, they also uh, entrepreneurial, want to make a difference with their lives. Um, there is a, the most astonishing stat, 5,000 young people in one particular survey in, in the States, 72% of them want to start their own business. The, the, the most conservative stat that I found was 40% want to start their own business. Now, what does that tell you? It's people who want to make a difference with their lives. They want their lives to count. They want to be, they're creative. They want to create. And the businesses they're talking about are not the businesses you and I think about. Not, not selling, you know, sandwiches at the side of the road. It's got to do with technology. It's got to do with brands. It's, it's different. And, and this is probably, I'll end with this, is the most uh, astonishing stat is, is how their attention span has dropped. Average attention span. I said this to some old friends of mine today, all of them over the age of 40, that the average attention span, and this is not just one or two research papers, eight seconds. Eight seconds. And, and, and you can say, oh, no, they must, they, must, they must toughen up. They must start reading books, proper books with paper in it, and then they'll think longer. No, actually, that's just who they are. And somehow we've got to get the gospel through there. Somehow... Another step, nine hours a day, the average under 25-year-old spends on social media. I mean, how's that even possible? But it is. And so, why am I, I giving you this? I'm asking you this question. This is, these are not the tomorrow people. These are the today people. This is one-third of mankind. And, and even if, you know, those stats that I've given you now uh, are going to change over the years as leaders we must have our eyes fairly and squarely and learn from them this is what jesus said when he had a child come before him he said unless you change and become like a child sorry for calling you but i am an old bullet compared to you 
He basically said, you haven't got a part in the kingdom. We've got to be humble enough to say, actually, God's doing something new in our day. Show us how to reach them. 